All right. You know what it is? You know who it is? We're back today. We got, I don't even know what episode this is. I think it's episode 18 of the regular BG Perform podcast. Today we got Rob, pronounce your last name for me, Karapi. Hey, Phil, you hit it. Karapi. There we go. <laughs> I knew it. I thought that was it. Um, yeah, you hit it. Rob's a good friend. Uh, I met him through the Daru mentor, the Daru Strong mentorship, which we're going to get into in a little bit. Um, been a good dude. I love checking out his stuff on Instagram. Thank you for coming on. I'm excited to kind of let you guys hear him talk and just kind of talk about a few things in the MMA world with strength conditioning and then also um, the mentorship as well. So uh, again, thank you for coming on. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Yeah. So um, first, I want to want you to just kind of like tell us about yourself, um, give the people just a little bit of background around what you do and uh, just kind of go from there. Yeah, I mean, um, I started out playing sports, played a lot of ice hockey, played regular hockey, okay, cool. football, wrestling, boxing. Um, and that kind of just evolved into really, uh, you know, studying training patterns from an early age. I started studying a lot of Soviet uh, methods, uh, learned about a company named Ultimate Athlete Concepts okay. uh, many years ago. This is like before Instagram, before uh, Facebook or any of this stuff. Right. And started really studying a lot, uh, learning. I, I was in a boxing gym, but they didn't really want to teach me how to fight. They always kind of pushed me towards working with the fighters because I, I always seemed to uh, be able to get people in great shape for fights. So I said, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to dive into this a lot more. A couple of years later, started learning about guys like Louis Simmons, who started like bringing up a lot of the same books that I read same methodologies. And I was like, wow, this is cool. I feel like I'm on the right path. And I just really, you know, really at that point in time, kind of really pursued it hard and uh, just made it my life's dream to become the best I can be at it. Cool. That's always cool when you uh, get validation from people like Louis Simmons, that you've been onto the right stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I'm nobody compared to him, but, you know, just the fact that I was reading what he was reading and kind of applying it, you know, in, in a similar fashion, it, it definitely... Uh, hit home with me. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And I, I've watched the, uh, I don't know if you've watched it, the West Side documentary on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. People are crazy. They're absurd. But, uh, but yeah, so specifically right now, um, what do you do in the training world? And uh, I want you to just get a little bit into that. Yeah, so basically, uh, I work for Drew Strong, um, work with their mentorship program, onboarding a lot of the coaches, speaking to a lot of the coaches, helping them out. Uh, doing some technical support for them. Uh, some of their different things that they do, like behind the scenes things. Uh, you wouldn't, I, I, obviously, you know, Coach Phil, tremendous individual, yeah, uh, yeah. smartest, smartest coach I've ever, hmm. ever been around, you know, period. And, and, and just a great guy. Yeah. But as, as you would think, he gets tons and tons of inquiries and emails and things like that. So I kind of help them go through some of these things. I talk to a lot of people on the phone. I kind of direct them to where they need to go. And, uh, you know, some of it ends up in coach Phil's hands and some of it were just able, you know, it's just a question about a program or a substitution okay. or stuff like that. And just really helping out and just doing whatever that, you know, whatever that needs to be done. Cool. And you're training on the side as well too. Yeah. Yeah. So I do, I do actually training out of like three gyms. <laughs> so I have a, I have an MMA gym, you know, that I work with over there. Cause you know, just being in that environment, obviously if you're a fighter, it's, it's more conducive to training. I have more a uh, personal training studio that I train more like doctors and uh, more professionals. 
And then I have a gym that's like heavy powerlifting. I come from a heavy powerlifting background. Okay. So I work with some people over there and I do some powerlifting training for them. Cool. Awesome. So what, and I guess diving into this, cause we're going to get into the mentorship a little bit later, but what got you into training initially? Was it the sports or was it something else? Or, you know, what kind of got you into the point where you were like, all right, I really want to pursue this as a career. And then it really took it to the level that, um, you know, where you were like, yeah, I can make this a career now. Yeah. I mean, I would point to two things. So I was, I was really good at hockey and uh, I had suffered a, a really bad hamstring tear. Okay. And I mean, growing up, you know, rub some dirt on it. That was like the philosophy, you know, family didn't have a tremendous amount of money. So like MRI, okay, you could walk, you're fine. So I, I was sidelined from that. So that really got me into, you know, studying that more. And like I previously mentioned, just being in the boxing gym mm -hmm. and wanting to always learn how to box. Yeah. And they were always kind of like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, we need to put you over here. We got a guy who, who we think is really good or could be really good, <laughs> you know, like a backhanded compliment to me. But you know, th th those things really made me uh, really dedicate myself because other people started to see it in me. Yeah. And when other people see things in you, that kind of makes you take a step back and say, you know what, if other people are seeing this, then it, this, this is something that's worthwhile to pursue. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think, you know, part of that is just taking your time and building up and getting like, you know, as much as you maybe wanted to be a fighter, you know, and you turned into training fighters, probably the better place to be, honestly, in like terms of like, you know, working with those guys and getting the experience and getting it from that age and then getting it to a point where now you get to use that like every day and almost and uh, probably the highest capacity you can being a part of like Daruf Strong, you know. Um, but what's been your what's been your favorite thing about training so far in terms of yourself and then in terms of training other people? All right. So I, I love programming. Like I love writing programs. Um, one thing that I will say though, is that, is that I've always had like a great eye, especially mm -hmm. with powerlifting, because being able to break down lifts, deficiencies in form, why is the person getting stuck at this particular point in the movement, mm -hmm. um, building special exercises and just basically the, the science that goes into it, you know? Yeah. I, I, I never really considered myself a technical coach. I always was more of like a practical coach. Like I, I had a lot of experience of training people and running through things. And I trained guys who squatted, you know, 855 pounds, you know, for New York state records and guys who deadlifted us over 600. I had a 600 pound bench presser. I trained along a thousand pound squatter. Um, yes. Really just the, you know, the grind and, and, and just everything that goes into it, you know, one, uh, another thing that really can't, you know, be, be understated is the group atmosphere, yeah. especially when we were powerlifting and we were in these gyms and, we, and, and, and these gyms were hard to find back then. Yeah. You know, like we would drive 35, 40 minutes to a gym that had like a blue ham raise. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, like now everybody has, and we can go in 24 hour fitness and, and, and get on a reverse hyper, but it wasn't always like that. So it was kind of like a pack mentality. So we would go to these places and, and, and we would have our, our team and the other teams spread out throughout the gym and, and yeah. we would want to be the strongest. And it would always push us to, to just go further in what we were doing, you know? Yeah. And I think that's one of my favorite parts too. And like hearing that, that's, you know, I'm a little bit younger, obviously. So like my, my days in the gym have been pretty, uh, 
every, most of the gyms I've been into have had everything I've needed. And like, there hasn't been like that type of thing, but you know, I think building that community. And I think that being a part of other MMA gyms so far, like I've been into a few jujitsu gyms and I've been into, uh, now I'm, and now that I'm in Nashville, I'm in uh, Nashville MMA and that's the gym that Michael Chandler's part of, owner of. And he, okay. uh, and like, it's just like a huge community. And like, there's a, I think there's a difference and you'll know this obviously, but like, there's a difference in like a gym community and then like a martial arts community. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because of the, uh, and I don't mean like difference in, in personality, but I mean like in difference because there clearly is, but like a difference in like, you're just like embracing a different suck together and like yeah. you're hurting each other almost, but like you're doing it in a friendly way. So like having that behind you and like having that experience is like a totally different thing that I think that, you know, as you go from gym to gym and you've been in a powerlifting setting, cause I've been in that background as well, but like into like a deep powerlifting set, uh, powerlifting setting and then like a deep MMA setting, they're, they're two different things, but that, that camaraderie is almost like one of the better things you're going to get. Yeah. And I mean, as a strength coach, like the MMA scene is like so hard to break into Yeah, because it, like, if, for instance, the gym I train at, I, I train at Belmore kickboxing where we have, you know, two of probably uh, some of the most known uh, striking coaches, Spiro and Keith Trimble. And we have uh, a ton of professional fighters in this gym and it's been one after the next mm-hmm. UFC fighters. So guys are in this gym and you're looking around and, and, and guys are fighting at the highest level and uh, Babyface, the heavyweight boxer from, okay. from Poland, yeah. he's one of the top fighters in the world too. You know, everybody can fight. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So people are pushing people and they're looking at guys and, they're just, you know, it's, it's elevating everybody else's game. Yeah. So when you try to come in around and you're not really used to that atmosphere and you're just a, like a strength coach, you're just kind of trying to hop in and just do some strength and conditioning. Guys don't really like want to look at you. Like they look at you as an outsider. Yeah. So they're not really taking what you say serious. Um, you know, being on Long Island, you'd be surprised anyway, the amount of fighters who just want to stay away from, you know, strength and conditioning. There's, there's, there's a couple of guys who are booked for fights and they're, they're basically doing just threshold training and that's it. Damn. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's, that's like basketball too. It's like, I'm a huge basketball fan as well. And some of the best players in history were some that like didn't want to touch a weight. Like Allen Iverson didn't yeah. want to touch weight. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure like Trace McGrady didn't lift a lot. And like a lot of these guys were just, you know, they were just, very uh, against lifting for the simple fact that it was hard and they didn't understand it. And like MMA is one of those things where, like you said, it's really hard to break into. And I think, I don't think you can break into it unless you come from a specific background of knowing somebody or you're in it yourself. And being in it yourself is I think going to only make you the best version possible of that because you, you understand what it's like to, feel a certain way or get taken down or you know what you actually need because like you know there's other sports and like football and basketball and baseball that like you can understand from the from the outside looking in i feel and mma is one of those sports that i don't think you can truly understand until you get choked out or until you get you know touched up a little bit until you get kicked in the leg and you're just like yeah this is what these guys are going through i mean these times i've woken up in the gym like you know, unconscious, like what happens? You yeah. guys figure you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> you know, so it's just weird. Power, powerlifting is the same thing. Like I've, I've trickled blood out of my eyeball. I've, you know, like blew my ear out bench pressing, static coming out of my ear for two days. You know, if you haven't gone through those things and, and, and you don't understand what the competition's like, 
it's 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 going to be hard to relate to those type of athletes because those type of athletes are specifically wired much much differently like i've i've worked with base with basketball players and i'm terrible at basketball i can't even hit a free throw (laughs) football i played you know i i understand it a little bit more um baseball like i've worked with baseball and soccer players but those are sports that I like played leisurely, but never really, you know, at a high competitive level or anything like that. Yeah. But you know, it's like the other sports are, are just way, way more accepting. You know, like yeah. if you're a strength coach and you're looking to break into the game, uh, go get yourself like a high school soccer player or a high school baseball player. Cause those guys are going to be much easier to convince yeah. to train than somebody who gets punched in the face for a living or somebody who's, breaking their back and has basically every injury in the world from being under the bar, you know, and, and it, it's, it's, it, it's just, uh, if you haven't been through those things, if you don't have that experience, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely hard, hard, hard to empathize with these athletes. Yeah. And I think that I've, I've come to find that the people that I've talked to in the MMA world, the MMA strength and conditioning world, um, you know, there's, there's, they're few and far between and there's not a lot that do um, both very well. There's usually MMA coaches who have adopted some aspects of strength and conditioning, but they don't really understand it. They just kind of go with what's worked with them in the past. And like the guys and that I do my other podcast with the fight cast, he was a former boxer. um, And he, you know, he, I've talked to him about his strength and conditioning and like, he just said like, it was just basic stuff. Like, his coach just had him run push-ups sit-ups and like shadow boxing it's just like whoa and like Mm -hmm. you know some of the guys that he's fought with it's just like these dudes are doing that too and they're like it's crazy how far some of these guys have come and how good they are from just doing like the basic stuff and it's like yeah yeah that's where you start to see you know the you know the way that phil has taken it and the way that um he's teaching and and like the guys he's putting out there now and the guys that you've been a part of as well is like these guys are coming out and they're actually reaching their full physical potential along with their like just like skill just like god-given skill of like hurting people and they're doing it very well yeah and 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 you know it's funny because when you do get an athlete who says okay like i'll 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 train with you and then they you they have a good two months with you under the belt and then they start to say, whoa, I wish I was doing this earlier because like a lot of these guys I was working with, and especially during the pandemic, I was running group, like group training outside in a parking lot. Yeah. And I had like four or five, like young, hungry guys. And then when the gym started opening up, they, they, they were just telling me how they were just manhandling people. Yeah. And they, there were people who were either just a little bit more skilled than them, or they were, were at about the same amount of skill. And it, it was, it was, it was just no comparison. It was over, you know, yeah. p- because, because of the strength training. Well, I think that, uh, and I think this is starting to come out more and more and, and you're starting to see it more. And at least in the MMA world is the, you can, you can learn the skills along the way, but like the strength stuff is, is just, if you can use it right and, and train it correctly, it, it's only, a tur- it's essentially a turbo and it just makes yeah. everything else that much better. It makes your punches that much stronger, your movement that much quicker your endurance that much better. So you can last in the later rounds, you can take some hits, you can, you know, go through some um, bouts of expenditure of energy and, and still have some left because of the training that you've done. And 
I think it's starting to, like I said, it's starting to happen where people like Phil are starting to come in and actually give these guys some structure and they're showing up and they're showing out and they're like proving like, all right, strength conditioning in this field. Because I, I, I was going to say before it was that I've been in a lot of gyms and I've talked to a lot of people who are in the jujitsu or uh, boxing and a lot of them are, again, they, they, they either don't understand it or they don't do enough of it the right way. And they just kind of use like boxing or jujitsu as like their workout and like yeah, yeah. an expression of their strength or their skill and training, not like their actual, just, just training in jujitsu is going to get you better at jujitsu, but it's not going to actually make you better as like a, a person or an, ath- or an athlete overall. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, when I came up, it was like, if you want to jump higher, squat more weight, if you want to yeah. run fast, just squat more weight. And like when I, especially when I was working with football, like, I would have guys who would easily just be repping out, you know, five and change 600. And these guys would get in the trenches and they would just blow people off the ball. Yeah. And they were like, give me more of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's definitely uh, a big, you know, but you got to train the right way though. You know, let's yeah. just say, say that as well. Like the things that coach Phil is doing uh, and, and he's on a completely different level from yeah. anybody that I've ever seen, or, you know, maybe ever will see. I mean, this guy, you know, while he's here, you know, people need to take full advantage of, of his knowledge because you may never see another, you know, yeah. you may never. Phil's one of those dudes who like, as I've, as I've learned more from, you know, he, he's given a lot of insight and like structure because again, there's a lack of it in a lot of fields of sport. And a lot of it is just recycling kind of the same thing and going through it and fighting, especially MMA has so many different modalities in terms of like, that you have to express within a fight that, you know, that was, been, that's been one of the biggest things. And that was one of my biggest questions early on, as I started getting really big into this stuff was how do you manage all this? Like, how do you actually manage the load of, you know, sparring and training and weightlifting and, you know, actually living the rest of your life and not just be, you know, beat up all the time. And like, he gave a lot of good structure to it and then showed that, you know, it can be done in a condensed way that can be done in a full expressed way. And, you know, like I said, showing time and time again, that the people, and it's exciting because for me as a, as a coach, and I think for you as a coach, it's going to be, people are going to look for it more and they're going to look for, you know, other ways to get involved. And it gives us an opportunity to kind of grow our skill sets and work with people. And people are going to, it's going to be more accepted soon. And like it's getting there because of the skill that are being shown. Yeah, I mean, I just can't believe that in this day and age when training is so much in the forefront that in, yeah. you know, like like MMA, that it's really not as accepted as it really should be. Like I was just talking to a top um, fighter who just, he just like, no, I just, you know, I just throw sandbags and, you know, push sled. And I'm like, but well, what about you? You know, you're in a weight class sport. You don't care about maximal strength. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not working any explosive movements. You know, and he's like, oh, that stuff just makes you slow and it's 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 like you know and and you want to know what it is too um so like i i'll give you one example the the boxer pat day you know may may, may he rest in peace he died in the ring uh, about a year ago um i i was i was just starting to work with him but his his skills coaches were like no you don't need that i can do you know they, they they're a lot of these guys are so worried that you're gonna like try to steal their athlete like i dude i i, I I can't do, I can't hold mitts. I can't do nothing. You, there's nothing for you to worry about. Yeah. Like there's absolutely nothing 
that I can do on the skill side that can really help this guy. Now, all I can do is, is help his conditioning, help his strength, help his explosiveness, maybe help him recover better, um, you know, work with him on the nutritional side a little bit. Yeah. But that's really what I think that this boils down to is that these skill coaches, they want control of these athletes and they have this stuff in their head and they're winning fights with these guys, you yeah. know, and they feel like, listen, you know, this guy took me this far and everything he's told me is, has, has, has worked out. So, you know, he must be right about this too, but it's, it is, is very wrong, you know? Yeah. And very, think, very wrong. yeah. And I think that that's one of the things too, is like fighting is one of those, well, it is like one of the only, I don't know many other things or, you know, activities, I guess that, you know, can have such a, a turn of events. Like you could, if you have a single skill, you can dominate for a while while coming up and like, you can take that time. And like a lot of those skill coaches, like I said, you know, my cousin is a former boxer and he was saying the same thing is like, a lot of these guys don't want someone else coming in and like getting their hands involved and in, into yeah. it from the simple fact that like, they don't trust you. It's just that like, they don't want anybody else involved with the person. And they just want to handle it themselves and deal with it because a lot of these guys will just work on the skills because they believe that the skill is what's going to win them the fight. And, you know, I think early on, that's true. And I think a lot of fighters early on get away with it because of the, the level of skill that they have, that they're able to walk into a fight without actually going through like a proper camp and walk out with a knockout win in the second round or walk <clears> out with, you know, uh, a first round knockout or you know and and from now you're starting to see the guys who are coming up that are lasting a long time or ones that have solid strength program solid nutrition program yes yes stuff that they need to train they have a good coach behind them that's showing them everything and that that's really what starts to get you in the right direction and that's like i said that's what's most important because the more of that that people see as success and the less of it they see as like i don't want to say just getting by because that's not what they're doing but just doing the bare minimum and training and then uh prioritizing skills training instead of you know having a proper off season having a proper proper lead up to a camp having a proper uh i'll say step back from a camp and a fight and having that whole year planned out so that when your next fight comes around you're ready for it that's a huge point like real, real quick you know it's funny i had i was having a conversation with a fighter great fighter, professional. Um, he's just like lacking, like, uh, if he's, he's not in the UFC because he, he, he doesn't, he, he wins a lot of fights. He's not knocking everybody out. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I, he, you know, everybody, even himself, you know, he'll, he'll tell you this himself. He feels if he had more knockouts, he'd be in the UFC. So I said, you know, well, like, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I have strength conditioning class. Well, 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 that's great. Would he will show me what he's doing? He's like, Oh, well, I'm not in a fight camp right now. So I said, wait a minute. <laughs> I said, you're only doing this when you have a fight camp. He goes, yeah, yeah, that's it. We just work for fight camp. And then, and then when I don't have a fight, I just, yeah, but you're going to lose everything that you worked hard for. I said, you have no off camp training. You have, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, listen, when you talk to some of these guys and, and you hit the nail right, you know, right on the head, the difference that separates people who want to be champions and people who want to be pros is they do everything. If you look at a guy even like Michael Jordan, yeah. who was one of the greatest athletes, if not the greatest American athlete of all time, this guy lifted weights like an animal. Yeah. And people could tell you stories of him in the weight room. This guy was banging that weight like like there was no tomorrow. Yeah. You know, he, he was one of the first athletes to have a trainer and 
you know, he was just on a completely other level. Now he probably could have relied on his skills and yep. been good, but he, it boils down to it. These guys are just wired different. Yeah. You know, look, look at Dustin Poirier. This guy's skill set is unbelievable. Yep. And, and he works with coach Phil and coach Phil, you know, as, has has him extremely strong and, you know, they, they, he, they, they, he's working on things with him that I couldn't even comprehend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I said, with your friend, the guy who's a fighter is like, it's hard for him to put it into his, uh, like to realize it. But like, imagine if he did bench a little bit more, if he was a little bit faster, how many of those knock or those fights actually end up as knockouts, you know? And like, yeah. how, you know, it's just that little difference where it's just, you know, you look at it like baseball is the same thing. It's, you know, yeah, maybe you don't need to, but like how many of those pop flies turn into home runs? How many, you know, and, and that's yeah. where your, your career changes by putting in those, those extra hours in the gym, but doing it in the right way. And I think that a lot of people, again, fighters come back and there's so much involved with it and so much, uh, so much, I don't want to say wrong, but there's so much indifference in the strength and conditioning field right now that it, you look at one thing and it might be right here, but then you look at it two weeks later, someone's saying it's wrong. And they're just like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to stick with it. And that's it. And they don't, they don't let off. Yeah. I mean, you need to be a three, you know, a, a 365 day athlete. You need to look yeah. at everything. You need to be really serious with yourself. You need to know what you need. Yep. You know, as a coach, you have to have a great relationship. I mean, coach Phil just did a post on this, right? Yeah, I saw Having it. a relationship with your athletes, that, you know, that goes above and beyond business, you know, showing them that you care, you know, um, making sure that, that you're there for them for, for, for all of their needs and, and, and really designing something that's, that, that's going to be solid. You know, when you build that relationship, you build that trust, you can say, Hey, listen, you're not as explosive as you need to be. We need to work on your conditioning, you know, look at your numbers. We can compare your numbers to, you know, such and such. We, we, we need to get you somewhere. You know, a lot of people, they don't want to take a long look at themselves and uh, say that they're not good at something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but the people, the, the best people out there are always looking at themselves, criticizing things because they, they, they want to be the best at what they do. Yeah, no, that's true. And I think that's, you know, uh, I think that uh, what, you know, you guys are building and, uh, and uh, the mentorship and everything that I've learned, I think that it's, it's going to start creating a little bit more of a structured field here that's going to excel a lot. And it's going to start from this, which is cool. Listen, um, that, that, that mentorship program, man, that thing is, that thing is like the best. And, and believe me, I have every certification under the sun. I've been getting certified yeah. since like these, these things came out. Yeah. There's nothing like this. Yeah. And we'll talk about that more at the end. Cause I definitely want to give people a little bit more insight. Cause you know, there's a lot of uh, fight fans that listen. So I definitely want to give them some more uh, how to's on that. But what uh, I guess, was there something specific early on or in your life or career or, you know, even just meeting like Phil, uh, I want to ask about that too, but like, what made you want to start to move towards like the fight field and like MMA? Well, you know, you want to be honest, like one of the reasons why we started training is because we were just fighting in the neighborhood all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we were coming from, you know, a neighborhood that uh, it, it wasn't the greatest, you know, my parents did the best that they could for us. They, you know, yeah. they worked a lot which led us to kind of be out there a lot. And we were always fist fighting all the time. 
and you know we didn't have any skills or anything we didn't know what the hell we were doing but you know, even like you know during like junior high school one of my friends got a trampoline for christmas or something and we were just like okay let's just we're going to use the trampoline as a ring and who wants to fight who and we just started <laughs> fighting so it really came out of a necessity you know really of just protecting yourself and yeah. going to school you know ha- having nice sneakers and guys want to fight you for them and stuff like that so a, a lot of it came out of necessity and then like i said you know previously it, it, it kind of just built into sport and wanted to be better for sport, yeah. which is kind of strange because everyone else around me, like there wasn't a lot of people who were really into being physically fit, but the ones who were, they were like more into bodybuilding. Yeah. Well, and to think- me, that, that concept that like, I could never really understand. <laughs> so yeah. like there was, I, I was the weirdo because I was trying to work for performance and it just wasn't something that people were really thinking about. Well, I think it's still a relatively, you know, new thing. I don't think it's something that's obviously, like you said, been around that long. I don't think it's understood fully. And I think we're starting to, you know, even the stuff with uh, Evan, that guy, Evan, that Phil's been introducing from training think tank is like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's been said, but hasn't necessarily been like tested. And I think that there's a lot of athletic performance background or like history or theory that's out there that people just, created as fact or set in stone and then no one went back to even say like oh well like this might not be right you know like we, we could probably test this or look back and like sports performance is going to get a place i think in like five to ten years where we're going to look back and be like wow we were we didn't know anything and like it's going to just continue to be that way because we're going to start to understand the body more these tests are going to be even better you know we're talking about like this moxie test and and these other things that are coming out and nears and like all this stuff that they're using to track but they're they're understanding what to look for now and seeing okay like you know we thought it was this but we're actually looking at this and this is the main reason that that's happening so how do i train that and like we're just going to become more efficient and become better with our time and better with our training and it's going to lead to greater things with fighters yeah i mean absolutely you know um this like you know to me at least right (laughs) these guys are so smart. Yeah. <laughs> like if you look at the stuff that like, you know, not only coach Phil's doing, but, but Evan, I mean, these, these guys are basically scientists to me back, you know, like back in the day, I used to watch the Rocky movies mm-hmm. and like those training montages would always, you know, they, 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 they'd always hit me, you know, like you yeah. want to go outside and like, yeah, let's play football. But yeah. you know, like the one, the one that hit the most was in Rocky four when uh, he's, he's getting ready to fight the Russian and, you know, they have all these sophisticated techniques and stuff like that. Yeah. That that stuff is coming more and more into the forefront. Yep. Managing a gym, right? Like I used to manage a commercial gym and I would have trainers. And these and some of these guys would get like a, a training certification and like 10 years ago and then like never even pick up a book. And I'd be like, dude, this is science. Science evolves. Like you're yep. doing things that are like not even like we've been thrown that in the, in the dumpster. Yeah. You know, so like if you don't stay up on this and keep learning this and uh, like that's why the mentorship program is so great. I don't mean to keep plugging it, but uh, oh, it's true. It's, 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 it's continuous. You yeah. know, like well, I think that's the... And every day you're still getting brand new stuff. Well, I know? think that's the thing is like being putting yourself in a position where you're learning not just from like Phil, but like everybody else in the group is willing to like go and try new stuff or in different aspects. You know, like I have a big broad background in terms of like who I can work with. And like, I've had a lot of experience with, you know, athletes that play basketball or, you know, older women or older men or young kids. And like, 
having all of that and still answering a question of like, you know, how do I deal with this person? They're still a person, whether they're a fighter or not as a person. Yeah. Well, 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 you want to know something being in uh, like a regular, like I I worked with a ton of general pop, a ton. Like when when I was in a commercial gym, I I was doing like 45 sessions a week. Mm -hmm. I, I did. There became a point I became so burnt out. I just I I had to walk away and leave it because I, I was doing so much. Like we like people. I I believe people want to train like athletes. Even an everyday regular person wants to train like an athlete. So when yeah. you're in a gym and you got one guy that's just walking you lazily from machine to machine because he just wants his money, and another person that's actually like, what do you do for a living? What's your business? Like, yeah. What's your hobbies? All right, we can design programming around this. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it really changes the game. And I think that what we're going to see, right, especially with a lot of the coaches that I get to speak to on a daily basis, which is an, a, another thing that I love, right? I get yeah. to talk to coaches all over the world and find out what's going on, is that when you work with more of these general fitness clients, you can start spilling these principles over into this. Yep. And it, 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 it not only becomes a whole new ball game, but for the coaches that are actually really in this and really do this and love it and do it for a living, they, their businesses, they, they, they just explode. They, yep. you, you, you have to, you basically have to, you know, look at your schedule like, okay, <laughs> I have to start shutting it down a little bit, which yeah. is a great problem to have, yeah. you know? And I think that learning GPP is probably the most important thing for a coach. I think yeah. just like having to put yourself in a position where you're dealing with, a grandma dealing with a grandpa dealing with a 40 year old man a a 14 year old kid like all of these things because it just makes you better when you have to deal with an athlete because an athlete is just like that but they just want to do more so understanding that baseline level of heck how do i how do i get to them and then deal with because honestly and people have asked me you know because i i have you know i've worked with a lot of athletes but i've worked with more general pop and I definitely prefer general pop sometimes because of like, the, there's no ego, there's no baggage, there's no, uh, there, people are athletes for a reason, especially fighter. Yeah. And like they're, they're, athletes. they got money too, bro. Yeah. And <laughs> like, it's fighters, true. Like, you know, well, you know, like you try to put five or six fighters together to pay you 20 bucks a head to do yeah. group training. Meanwhile, you got, you got doctors that, okay, you charge, you charge 125 an hour. No problem. Put me yeah. in for twice a week. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's a whole big difference with that too. Yeah. You know, I, 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 and, and I'm going to say another thing. It's like athletes can move like athletes. It's easy to be able to do certain things when, when you're working with a general fitness client, you know, you have to teach them how to move, Yeah. you know, especially that's why we do so much unilateral training yeah. because just learning how to move in itself is, uh, you know, it's, it's a big difference. But one thing I will say is that GPP, absolutely, you hit the nail right on the head with that. And corrective exercises, mobility, these things are going to come up in general population to the point where, you know, you're, you're going to get really good at it because you're doing it so much so that when you start, you know, working with fighters who actually have, you know, better, most, some of them, you know, yeah. mo- uh, mobility, it, it definitely becomes a lot easier. That's why I would, I, I always recommend to coaches to start out in general population. There's no shame in going yeah. to, you know, to, to Equinox and, and, and getting a job as a trainer, because you're going to learn a lot of, a, a lot of skills that you would never learn, um, you know, just being out on your own and just really understanding like, like, 
you know, uh, even though the, like, like their assessment process is really all sales driven, but yeah. you know, the point of having an assessment process and the point of being able to speak to somebody about your product, naming your price and, yeah. and, and laying it down on the line. I think that's a problem with a lot of the coaches that I get to talk to that they, they, they don't really have a great assessment process down pat and asking, you know, for, ask for, for money. Yeah. Yeah. Asking for money. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a problem. That's a problem I had early on. Um, it's a problem that a lot of coaches, it's just confidence. They lack confidence because yes. they, and they not don't. knowing their value, Yeah, you know, like yeah. There's, there's, there's guys out there that are like, you know, Oh, I'll train you for 40 bucks, dude. I'm not personally me. I'm not doing nothing for, for less than a buck and a quarter hour. Yeah. You know, unless, unless we're going to do some auto pay and yeah. then I'll, you know, I'll pop it down, you know, 10 or $15 a session, but yeah. But you yeah. have to know your value. Yeah. And then, you know, that, that stuff, like I said, it just comes with time and it comes with experience. And when you start to, see what you can do as a coach. And that was, you know, one of the things for me is like, I keep putting myself in positions where I'm trying to learn. I keep, I put myself in the Duru mentorship. I'm learning from the pre-script guys. I'm learning from all these different companies that I, I trust. And it's yeah. just making me that much more aware of like, all right, well, you know, I, I know this now and I, I've learned this and I already knew this, but now it's just been, you know, like you said, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, I can't think of the word, but like reassured that like mm -hmm. I was right and I was moving in the right direction. And exactly. Yeah. And like that, that's always, you know, awesome to see. Um, cool. So question, who is your favorite fighter of all time that you've worked with? And then your favorite fighter of just in general, uh, you don't have to say worked with, I guess that's probably a bad question because. Well, I, listen, I'm from, I'm, I'm, I'm from like an MMA breeding ground from Long yeah. Island where we yeah. started with two gyms. And we just branched out and now everybody's, you know, has got a gym. Um, I would say best fighter I worked with is probably my good friend, Pasta, Chris Presta, ex-ring of combat, light heavyweight champion, okay. you know, professional league, but, um, you know, really, really close friend of mine. So I would have to say that he's my favorite. Um, favorite fighter, I'm actually going to give you <laughs> give you something pretty interesting um it used to be john jones and we got okay. into a big spat on instagram me and him arguing really? back and forth yeah arguing back and forth um you, you want to hear the story real quick yeah i do because I, I didn't know that's <laughs> i want to know yeah. what it was about <laughs> yeah so um so so his management first round management a lot of them around from my area so back in the days you know i was doing he's from rochester right Yes, but yeah, okay, uh, some yeah. uh, first round management is from Miami, but some of them are up here in Long Island. Okay. Um, you know, so like they helped me out in a little bit in the beginning. I had come out with an MMA training book, and they took it out to Vegas one day. You know, and when they did the big Fourth of July thing, and 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 they looked out. They did a few things, you know, to get to get my name out there a little bit. So they so they felt real disrespected by this, but but I felt even more disrespected. And you tell mm -hmm. me who was right and who was wrong. So I'm flipping through Instagram, and. Uh, He's he's talking about all, all these different fighters, right? Is John Jones and, or yeah? And this is the yeah. problem with him. He's a very insecure individual, right? Uh -huh. He's talking about how this guy, his record, when, once he got caught doping, is 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 this and that. So he 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 says something about Chris Weidman, right? Uh -huh. And I don't I don't know him personally. I know like Gian Valente, who's his right hand man, has the same striking coach that I have, Spiro, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yo, my man, like, like I put a, I put, I threw a comment down, like, my man, why, why, like, 
why why are you snitching you know what i'm saying and he he just fucking lost it <laughs> he started fucking cursing and and fucking spatting and all this so anyway long story short my fucking followers went up like a thousand in like fucking like 60 minutes <laughs> and like all my posts are like fucking 10 and 20 thousand views on it like overnight you know i was oh, posting shit. shit like fucking like every like every 30 seconds like fuck it i'm taking advantage of this yeah. but i didn't really like what he said because you know like if if you feel that way, just keep it to yourself, man. Why you wanna you wanna always you wanna try to solidify yourself by putting someone else down? Like, okay, if this guy listen, let me tell you something. Oh, a lot, a lot of fighters are juicing. A lot. I'm not gonna say all, a lot. So if you were doing it and this guy was doing it and you got caught and he didn't get caught, but you felt like he should have got caught, and since he stopped doing it, his record is not as good as it was. So, so why are you even bringing that type of stuff up? He got, so, he got caught twice anyways. <laughs> I used to have, listen, I used to have a tremendous amount of respect for him as a fighter. You know, now I don't really, you know, feel that way. But I, I, I like Connor, you know, I like Connor a lot. You know, to me, he took a little bit of a step backwards in my mind with the whole Khabib thing. You know, like mm -hmm. I understand that you're selling a fight, but you're talking about a man's religion and his yeah. family and you took it too far. So that kind of made me pull back from him a little bit when he fought Dustin. He had a little bit of a different, you know, a little bit of a different attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Greg, Gregor Gillespie is a great guy. He trains yeah. out of my gym. He trains out of Belmore. He's in the top 10. All he wants to do is just fish. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? He's, he's a pretty cool guy. So I like, I like watching him fight a lot. He's getting ready to fight again in about three weeks. My, my boy Vinny Uzi uh, trains him. Shout out to Vinny. Vinny uh, Vinny's a great guy. Great strength coach. Um, Trying to think who else really. Those are, I like, those are some big names. I like the big guys. I like Stipe. I like Stipe a lot. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I'm not like I'm I like watching people get knocked out. Yeah, okay. I got you. <laughs> you know, but 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 growing up, I was always a Hoist Gracie fan. So to me, Hoist Gracie was was nobody could touch him. Do you have a jujitsu background? Do you do jujitsu? Who me? Yeah. A little. So long story short, uh growing up. A friend of mine's father owned a jujitsu studio and we used to go over there a little bit. So I used to roll around a little bit. I wrestled in high school. Um, but never really took it really too far. Sarah has a gym, you know, right by my house. Matt Sarah's another really good guy. Uh I worked with a lot of his guys. A lot of those guys are fighting in Ring of Combat and a lot of these lower level shows. Um really good guy, but I never really pursued it. To, you know, because you know what kind of turned me off to it? I've trained a lot of guys for these NAGA tournaments. Yeah. So naturally I would go and, you know, and just seeing two guys sitting on their, sitting on their rear end, just trying to kind of like kick fight and all. It kind of really like, like, what is this, man? Just no, I get up and, my my just, cousin's I, I got to get, get you on a podcast with my cousin. I'm going to have to have you back on with him. With yeah. him. Come on for the fight cast because he, uh, so I like, he hates I like boxing a lot, man. Yeah. I like, I like, you know, I'm more of an MMA fan than a boxing fan, but I like yeah. strikers. Let me just put it that way. I like, oh, yeah. I like some strikers. Yeah. Cause I'm a, like, Connor's probably my favorite, but like, I would say, I, lo I love watching Izzy. I love watching, you know, dudes like, dudes like Izzy who are just like, just, yeah. I mean, he's great. He's nice. Great. He's great. Just, knock you out of your like oh like uh i love watching uh phil hawes like now oh my god that's fire dude he's amazing he's aromas. fighting again he's fighting again this week too right yeah he was supposed to fight uh a that few guy weeks is, back and he got that guy's gonna be a huge star i'm i'm, I'm a huge fan of him yeah. but when it boils down to it right um i i 
I'm a fan of all of the Daru strong athletes. Of course. And so I can't really like, I'm, I'm never going against the home team, you know, yeah. and, and I'm from Long Island. So I train at Belmore. So I root for those guys as well. So it's really more or less like, you know, I'm not going to ever go against any of these guys. So yeah. like in football, I'm a giant fan. That's it. You know, Giants. yeah, <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> but, you know, with MMA, it's a little bit different. You're dealing with different people and different personalities. Yeah, it changes. So, it changes. There's always, uh, there's always different. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll never go against the grain. You know, yeah. so if I say I'm a, you know, kind of, I, I didn't root for Conor McGregor against Dustin. You crazy? I did never. <laughs> that would never happen. Never. You know, I went straight. You know, I, I listen. I'm, I'm, I'm a. I was running around like Jimmy Mouth of the South Hall with the megaphone, telling anyone who we're here. Listen, you know, he's, 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 he's at the Roo Strong Gym. He's not losing that fight, and the yeah. proof is in the pudding. They're like, they got like, they're like seven and zero this year so far. This, he's really yeah, gonna change. He's really gonna change the game. I'm excited. You know, people about looking it. at this, like, where are all these people coming from? And you know, they're they're all coming out of that gym. They're all lifting, box squatting. What? Yeah. Listen, what 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 Louis Simmons did for powerlifting? Yeah, is I, what I agree. Coach Phil is doing for MMA, and I'm 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 just gonna go out and say this: what Coach Phil is doing is 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 a lot more complex than what Louis was doing. Yeah. So if you ask me, I think the Rue Strong Gym is the gym. You know, where we're all these scientifically, you know, athletes with it, it's 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 the ultimate lab now yeah. in the United States of America, you know, in, in my opinion, and, and much respect to everybody, everybody who does this for a living, you know, I have I have I'm not I'm not ever gonna down anyone's methodologies or their gym unless yeah. unless they're just doing something that's just scientifically not back. But listen, they, they don't get enough credit. And I know yeah. a lot of people give him credit. He don't get enough credit. It takes time. He's gonna get it. I know he's gonna get it. Um, all right. So get, talking about that specifically, how, um, you know, how did you get started with the Daru mentorship? And then, you know, give us a little bit of insight, like how to get started on it, if anyone is interested in joining and all that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I got started on it, you know, like, like a lot of coaches during the pandemic, you had a little downtime, you know, let me, let, let, let me sharpen my sword. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like everybody else, coach Phil, he's, he's, he's a respected source. You mentioned pre-script. Those guys are great as well. Yeah. Their, their stuff is amazing. So took the program, absolutely loved it. Right. Um, or I, I came up conjugate. So I already had, uh, and, and he, and he's not pushing straight conjugate. He talks about many yeah. different styles and philosophies and, and when it would work and when it wouldn't work and the pros and cons of everything, even conjugate has cons, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, just just loving the program so much and then they were looking for somebody to um I guess man the phones and yeah. screen the coaches and talk to the coaches and explain what the program is all about and everything so I applied for it and I I I, I went through a couple of interviews because before the pandemic I was managing a, a commercial gym you know we were doing seven eight hundred training sessions a month yeah. so I knew about presenting you know how to present things and and like, you know, how to, you know, uh, ba basically put all the questions that people might have and, yeah. and kind of put it into my, you know, speech. Like, you know, you know, like me and you spoke, you know, yeah. obviously. And uh, it, it just kind of like evolved from there because I just had so much passion in it. And I guess one day they woke up and said, man, like everybody's joining. 
Rob speaks about like this with passion. Like I always think like everyone I talk to, like he's a secret shopper or something like <laughs> <laughs> I just have so That's much excitement do. because I've been doing this my whole life. And it's like, you know, you know, there's an old saying, like the perfect training session never exists. It's like searching for the Holy Grail. Yeah. You'll never find it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I almost feel like with this program that that I've found the holy grail in education and everything that I was looking for and everything that could make me the best coach that I can possibly be. And that's why, to me, this program it's 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 unbeatable. There's there's yeah. no one who can touch it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and like and uh, just I want to give people a little bit of a rundown of like how you can get involved and um, if they do want to talk to you, where they can reach out. Um, yeah, so on my Instagram, uh, block underscore training, I have a link in the Instagram where you can click to set up a call. Obviously, uh, you can you can email me at darustrongrobert at gmail.com, and I'll be able to answer you to, uh, answer you back too. And I have a link, you know, uh, a little hookup link. If anybody's really interested in joining, I can give you my special link, and you'd be able to get the, the course at a discount. Awesome. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, I've been in it for, when did I call you? Probably like last June I've been in it since. And uh, yeah, it was in the summer. It was definitely in the summer. Yeah. And, and, and you want to know some, I remember that conversation very vividly because yeah. number one, you were from New York, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm from New York and we had mentioned that. And, you know, it, 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 it kind of hit me like how you were just telling me how, you know, you were up there, you had your own facility, you yeah. had your classes going on, but you had a little downtime right now. And that's what everybody's saying. Listen, I love, and, and I tell Phil this all the time, and he chuckles every time I say this, because I, like, I'll never stop telling him. I absolutely love talking to coaches from all oh, over the nice. world. What's going on in, you know, over there? What kind of content do you guys have access to? What are you guys doing? Um, it's very interesting talking to coaches in other countries. Some of these guys are patching things together with band-aids just to get programs yeah, I going. I see you know, some we're, we're, we're very blessed things. over here. We're very, yeah. very blessed, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, like just today I'm talking to a guy in Bolivia with like a terrible connection and we're just going back and forth, you know, on WhatsApp, just calling each other like 50 times, you know? Yeah. yeah. No. And like I said, that's one of my favorite parts of the, uh, the mentorship so far is the group chat. I've met some awesome people, including yourself. And I'm like, awesome people i stay in contact with pretty regularly and just reach out see how they're doing they send us the group chat, yeah the, the group chat is dope man you yeah. know the whole the whole concept right well 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 two things the concept of it being a lifetime membership right yeah. which is like unheard of usually you take a certification it's a few you months, get a man. book the book becomes outdated and you know you go your own way right yep. nobody yep. really cares with exactly this right. Yeah, like, like I believe there's been something like 600 people who have gone through this program awesome. and learned these things. And you're in the group chat. You're talking to guys. Um, you have you have Reese over there training like Mark Duquesne and all those guys over in yep. England. He's in the program. You got Adam, who uh, I think Fight Can Conditioning just uh, reposted. Great, great coach, right? Yep. He's he's like like these these guys went out and and developed into some top top coaches but now what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you a little bit of props right because one thing that people will learn from this program as well and one thing that coach phil has taught me and i think if you haven't learned this from the pandemic then you need to uh you need to reevaluate you know a few things you have to have many different revenue streams oh of course yeah, yeah. and 
you have your training, you have your online training, you yeah. have your podcast, like yeah. you're doing a lot of different things, a lot of things that Coach Phil is doing, like he's, he's, you know, he's a very, very busy person, you know, that's yeah. kind of really how I got involved with them, because they just, you know, only one person can't, can't do everything, you know, so if you don't have, and, and, and he's smarter than everybody. Like he hired, he hired me to do my job, but he's, he could do it better than me if, you know, if he sat down, you know, I mean, he wants to do what <laughs> but, he's good at is coaching. Oh man. Listen, and, 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 and just like, you wouldn't find a better like person. Yeah. You yeah. know, like a, a lot of people like, like I, like I was talking to a coach yesterday and he's like, I can't believe this program don't cost five grand. I know. You know, it's it's I not it's not it's, yeah, it's not it's not all, it's not all about the money. With you, man. It's yeah. about it's really about helping. Co- he has he has three 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 passions, right? He's got his family, which he loves. He's got his athletes, and he's got his coaches. Yeah. You know, and that's his real main focus. You know, and 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 reaching. You know, just like you like you see the group chat, man. Like yeah. you know, one thing like even even like little things when they were coming out with that fight dominance app. And he was like, you'll test out these workouts. And I'm looking at this. Like, I love program. I love looking at programs. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, this is mean. I actually follow the train heroic, right? Because uh-huh. um, it's, it's like, if you're a coach and you just want like easy, you know, thoughtless program, like not thought, like that's a bad no, yeah, yeah. No, like You don't, you think, don't have to put the it. thought in. They're putting yeah. the thought in for you for like, it's like 39 bucks a month. You could follow yeah. train heroic and you can have, you know, these are great workouts. You know what I mean? And I'm looking like right now they're doing like a power speed block. That's just like, I'm just like, man, <laughs> and, you're watching, and I'm watching Instagram and he's having Bruno Bostwick and Steffi going through the same block. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, what's, what's, what's really better than that? Yeah, no, it's true. Um, yeah. And I, like I said, uh, you know, if you guys are interested, reach out to him. It's at block underscore training on Instagram. He's always posting a bunch of cool stuff too. If you're a coach, uh, you're interested in learning more about this stuff, check out his Instagram and then check out, you can reach out to him. He can tell you a little bit more about the podcast or the, uh, tell you a little bit more about the program and the mentorship You can get involved, see all the good stuff that's in there. Uh, I definitely appreciate you coming on. I got to head to work soon. So I got to call. Oh, it was fun, man. It was but, fun. Uh, well, you got some late night clients, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, wanna get, I want you to, uh, come on again for the fight cast so you can meet my cousin. He's a, he's a good dude. He's a boxer too. So have a good conversation, but definitely appreciate you coming on. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.